Advertising is the most ethical thing in the world from the humane chiropractic standpoint. If a man is dying of thirst, we turn heaven and earth if necessary to bring him water. But if a man is dying for need of chiropractic adjustments, as thousands are doing every week, and these dying are thirsting for the correction that only chiropractic can bring, they may refuse the drink because they do not recognize that to them it is the water of life. In other words, people may be dying for the need of chiropractic, and yet they will refuse it unless they've been educated to its character and their need of it. Advertising is simply the education of the public. Advertising chiropractic, then, is bringing life to the dying. Chiropractors advertise because they believe that to sell chiropractic is not a privilege but a duty. Spinal health statistics verified by chiropractors everywhere show that 80% of this population suffers from weakness and disease due to some easily corrected form of spinal pressure on nerves. Chiropractors advertise because spinal nerve health cannot look up unless they talk it up. Chiropractors advertise because it is the best way to bring the greatest boon of life, health, to the greatest possible number of people in the shortest possible time. Chiropractors advertise because it is the best way to serve society, to bring chiropractors' peculiar ability and his particular science to the folks who need it. The chiropractor advertises because he wants to stand as a buffer between pain and the 80% who suffer. Chiropractors advertise <clears throat> because subluxated spines <clears throat> excuse me, are a public health menace, subluxated spines being the cause of chronic bad health, crippled mentalities, <clears throat> and warped morals. The chiropractor advertises because he recognizes the professional duty as a big personal duty, demanding extraordinary energy, investment, and effort, not alone from his office, but from every other office. We have to advertise, right? Chiropractors must advertise. And it doesn't make a difference how we advertise, you know, in what medium we advertise, whether we advertise <clears throat> on social media, which is a great way to advertise chiropractic now, uh, since everything else in the whole universe is being advertised on social media. Why aren't we advertising more on social media, right? Why aren't we taking advantage of Facebook and not just using Facebook to post our little cute messages and what restaurant we're eating, which is lovely, but why don't we use chiropractic, why don't we use Facebook as a chiropractic marketing tool, right? So that every time we're posting something, even though I know it's nice to put a picture here and there and stuff, but every time we're posting something, we should think about the chiropractic message behind this, right? We should be using Facebook Live to promote chiropractic messages. We should be using Facebook advertising, using all the different things that we have for us to advertise chiropractic. Because, and, and we have to advertise chiropractic the way it needs to be advertised, right? Like we've talked about all quarter. The way that it's, it was advertised when I first came out was what? 1980s. Does anybody? Yeah, back pain. But there was a specific thing that was advertised. A specific Yellow Pages ad that some of you who've been in chiropractic for a while, if your moms and dads were in chiropractic for a while, you probably saw this, right? You ever hear that the eight danger signals, right? The eight danger signals that you need a chiropractor. And there's usually a picture of someone going like this, and there's an arrow pointing to the back and lightning coming out of the person's back. And it would say back pain, neck pain, whiplash, headaches, you know, like all the same old stuff that you... And we're stuck on that. But like if you look at what BJ said here, this is from his book, Up From, Up from Below the Bottom. If you look at what he says, does he say anything about back pain whatsoever? He mentions pain one time, but pain, it, in his terminology, but when they, when they wrote things back in the 40s, pain wasn't pain. Pain was suffering. Pain was suffering. So a child with colic is in pain, right? A child who's autistic is in pain, right? They're suffering. So that's what he means by pain when he says it here. So we, we have to look at this and interpret this is talking about we should be advertising because we want to get more people healthy. Because don't you think if the whole country got adjusted, we'd be healthier? Do you, do you feel that? Do you believe that? 
right? I believe that. Here's my crazy thought process. <clears throat> I'm going to tell you a story about how <clears throat> some of the thought processes I have came to being. It was 1996. I am driving home from my office in New Jersey. It is pouring rain. <clears throat> I am listening to a tape <clears throat> by an amazing chiropractor, Dr. Dick Santo. Anybody ever hear of him? Okay, one person. Wow. <clears throat> All right. If you take my advanced technique class, you'll hear about him. <clears throat> I will show you a video that he's done. He's an amazing chiropractor, one of the best DE speakers ever. Um, and I'm listening. He used to have this monthly audio tape that he used to send out audio tapes. We used to listen to what he said. So I'm driving home in this pouring rain, and he's, he's talking about different stuff and, and all rah-rah chiropractic. And he says, one of these days, there's going to be a plague in this country, and the only thing that's going to stop it is chiropractic. That's the only thing that's going to stop it. Is enough people going to chiropractors that their immune systems will get boosted and they will, that will stop the plague. And I remember driving, I was turning the corner onto Schrallenberg Road and there was a Getty station right over here, a Getty gas station. And I remember hearing that and I pulled into the Getty gas station and I was like, wait a second. So I reround the tape and I listened to it again. And he said, the only thing that's, one of these days is gonna be a plague in this country and the only thing that's gonna stop it is if enough people go to chiropractors. And for whatever reason, I do not know what happened <clears throat> at this moment because it ne never happened before that. <clears throat> but for whatever reason, an entire like book flopped into my head. <clears throat> like a, a book downloaded from the ethers, God bless you, the book downloaded from the ethers into my head. And I saw this entire book of what would happen if the whole country got adjusted. <clears throat> and I remember driving home, like maybe I, I wrote down an outline in the car in the pouring rain. And this is before cell phones, so I couldn't call my wife. Because she knew I left, I called, I said, I'm leaving. And it takes me about 10 minutes to get from my office in New Jersey home. And it was now 20 minutes later, and my wife was probably pretty worried <clears throat> because I hadn't called, because we couldn't call, because there was no cell phones. Matter of fact, the first cell phone was invented shortly after that. Those, do you remember the cell phones that they were in the bag? Right? So it was about, it was about the size <clears throat> of one of your laptops. And it was this huge bag and a monstrous battery. And then the cell phone only worked if you were in certain areas uh, luckily, and on certain phones and so certain places, you only could call landlines because you couldn't call another cell phone. So <clears throat> it was right around that time. So anyway, so I drove home and Lisa's like, are you okay? What's going on? You've been like, you're 10, 15 minutes late. I said, Lisa, I have an idea for a book. <clears throat> and she's like, what's the idea? And I told her and she said, you got to start writing it. So after that, I started writing it. And that's one of the things, one of the, the things that has propelled me into getting so involved in chiropractic was the book, it's called The Adjustment. Right? That's why my website's called The Adjustment. Right? I, once I wrote that book, I got the name The Adjustment. I was one of the first people in chiropractic to have a website. So that's why that The Adjustment, that's why I happened to get that because I got that URL in 1996. Right? Were you guys even born then? <laughs> Some of you were, how old were you? Like six maybe, five, six years old? Yeah. So, but in that book, the whole point of that book is this. A plague hits this country, right? A crazy plague, and the plague was caused by, um, by a vaccine. And you've seen movies like Outbreak and that kind of stuff since then that have shown things like this, uh, or Le I Am Legend. So there's a vaccine that causes this huge outbreak in this country. And the only people that aren't dying are those getting adjusted. And what would happen if that's true? 
right? That was my thought process. What would, happen, what would happen if somehow the United States government would find out, like, oh my God, the people that are living are not the people who we would expect to live. It's the ones who are getting adjusted. So we got to get everybody adjusted, right? And how would that work, right? That's how that book goes, you know, goes through. How would that work? How would we get every single person adjusted? Because here's the problem. How many chiropractors are there in this country? In this country, how many chiropractors are there in this country? About 60 to 70,000, maybe. Some are retired, some aren't really practicing, et cetera, but there are about somewhere between 60 and 70,000 chiropractors. How many people are there in this country? Like 400 million people? So if you divide those two numbers, how many people would a chiropractor have to see with those current numbers in order to see everybody in the country? 5,000 a week. You'd have to see 5,000 a week. That's almost impossible. I don't say it's impossible because I'm sure it's possible, but it's almost impossible. So what does that really mean? What that really means is we need more chiropractors, right? And there's a lot of people out there, because one of my interns, uh, she had called up, uh, she was like visiting some chiropractors in the area she wants to practice. And she called up this one chiropractor, and this one chiropractor said, you shouldn't practice in this area because why? There's too many chiropractors. What, are you kidding me? Right? There's, there's a, I don't know how many thousands of chiropractors there are in Atlanta, but it has nothing to do with anything because there are a gazillion people here. We're only seeing 10% of the population. If we're seeing 10% of the population, then we are, are way underserving. Way underserving. Right? So, so the, the premise of the book was that can chiropractors at the current level of the number of chiropractors we have serve that many people? Right? What would happen if we were all of a sudden forced to see thousands of people a week, including here in the clinic? Right? Imagine the clinic being, being overwhelmed. Imagine lines out the door of a chiropractic office all day, every day. Imagine not being able to close on weekends and holidays. Like Memorial Day, you're working. Sundays, you're working. But you're not working because you just want to make the money. You're working because you, like, we're saving the country. Right? We're saving the country. Imagine if that was possible. Imagine if that really happened. Would we be up to the task? That's my question to you, is would chiropractic be up to the task? And I would sa sadly say, no, I don't think we would. I don't think chiropractic in its current situation would be up to the task, and that's really sad. But you know who's going to change that? Only one person or one group can change it. Who's that? Right, you guys. You guys can change that. You guys can change your focus. You guys can change your philosophy. You guys can change why you're doing what you're doing. Imagine if what I said is true. Imagine, imagine that the reason we adjust someone is not just because they'll feel better, it's because they actually be, have this immunity to something that's coming that we don't even know. What if that's true? What if that is true? What if every adjustment that we deliver to someone even if it's just one adjustment, what if every adjustment we deliver to someone is changing that person's life so that, God forbid, some crazy plague hits this country, that person will not be affected by it? What if that is true? Because could it be true? Could it be true? Yes, right? Could it not be true? Yeah, of course. Could be completely just my crazy ruminations in my brain, which happens a lot, <laughs> right? <laughs> but what if it was true? If that's true, don't we have work to do? 
Don't we have work to do, right? Because right now, chiropractors wouldn't see 5,000 people a week. The, the current chiropractors, there are chiropractors like myself and, and the people in my cohort, the people like Life Force chiropractors and DE chiropractors and New Beginning chiropractors, these people would probably see 5,000 people a week. We would just deal with it. But I'd say most chiropractors would be like, forget it. Forget it. I need my breaks. I need my vacations, right? They don't have a calling. They don't have a mission. They have a job, right? There's a very big difference between a job and a mission, right? A mission is, I have to adjust. When someone says, when do you leave the office? What's my answer? When the last patient shows up, not at 5 o'clock, I'm leaving at 5. 5 after 5, I'm out of here, right? This isn't like a bank where they shut the door at 4 o'clock, right? This is, this is however long it takes, however long it takes for me to see the last, that's when we leave. It doesn't matter, right? Because that's the mission that we need to have. That's the mission that I'm asking you guys to take on. Because at some point in time, we are going to be called. Chiropractic to be called. The knock on the door is going to come like this. And it's going to be, hey, chiropractors, you guys ready? And right now, today, 2017, the call comes. You guys ready? And the answer will be, can you give us a little time? But you know what? When the door knocks, do you have time? Do you have another time? Right? Because if you knock, if someone knocks the door like this, you say, come back next week. Did they come back? I'm not ready. Hold on a second. <clears throat> I, I'm not prepared. I, there's not enough. I, I don't, and all these excuses come out. Like, well, forget it. We'll just go to someone else. We'll just go to physical therapists. Right? There's like 150, 200,000 of them. So we'll just, we'll just go to that. We'll go to the OTs also. Another 200,000. That's 400,000 of them. We don't need you. Crazy chiropractors whine, complain, point fingers at each other. Oh, oh you're from Palmer. Oh, you're from Logan. Oh, you're from LACC. Oh, that's what we all do, right? That's what they see us. The politicians look at us, and they think we're a joke. Because medical schools, they're all together. One thing. Dental schools, one thing. Chiropractic schools, it's like, well, you have these guys and 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 these guys. And, these guys and, these. and they're all fighting each other. And we're a joke. That's why we get nowhere in politics, because <clears throat> we're a bloody joke. Right? You want to create something? <clears throat> Have a crisis, right? A crisis where everybody can no longer be a joke and we either all in or all out. So that's what I'm asking you guys. Are you all in or are you all out? Right? I jumped all in 1989 when I graduated from life. Right? I'm all in. I've been all in, playing 110% all day, every day. Right? Dr. Sid used to have the saying, long days, sleepless nights. Right? Long days, sleepless nights. <clears throat> That's how you get things accomplished. You don't get things accomplished by putting your feet up on a chair and saying, I'll just let it come to me and I'll just figure it out. And, you know, I deserve because I work so hard, they should just come to me. Well, that's nice. It just doesn't work that way. I want us to be prepared. <clears throat> I want us to have a mission. I want us to have the service mentality. Lasting purpose, right? The whole, all the stuff that Dr. Sid <clears throat> used to talk about all the time during his assemblies and in the books and in the DEs that he used to be the master of ceremonies for and the amazing speaker that they had, right? <clears throat> we, you guys, have, most of you, have you, anybody ever actually met Dr. Sid? Some of you, I don't know you did. But anybody else meet Dr. Sid? Right, not many of you. You guys missed out on a legend, right? You should be studying this man, right? Nobody's able, none of us were able to meet BJ, right? <clears throat> Palmer, but you, some of you guys can now meet Dr. Sid, at least online, and read his books, 
right? And listen to the philosophy he had, because that's the, the philosophy that I have is the philosophy he had, right? He, like, downloaded that, and Dr. Santo downloaded it, and Dr. Sigafus, some of you probably may know his name, downloaded that stuff into our heads, right? Why am I here at this university? To download this stuff into you guys, right? You guys don't have to listen if you don't want to. That's totally fine. You want to space out, go on Facebook, whatever you want to do, totally fine. I don't really care. I have a message that I have to deliver, right? Because if I don't do it, my thought process, if I don't do it, nobody's gonna, right? That's the way I think. And that's what you have to think about, how important your life-saving adjustment is to that person when you're in outpatient clinic a couple of yards down this way. Your life-saving adjustment is changing that person and maybe saving that person's life, right? Like he says, well, like it said in there, <laughs> Saving that person's life, and you don't even know it, right? Because it's not about the things that they come in for that's so important, right? The kid who comes in for the colic or ADHD or the person with back pain or a whiplash or whatever, that's not why they're there. They're there for the things that will never happen that because you adjust them, you help them avoid. That's why they're there, right? So I'm asking you to rise up for, for the calling. Think about the book that I just mentioned, The Adjustment. It's on Kindle if you want to read it. If... If, you can, if we are called, will we step up? That's the question. And I hope you guys are ready to step up. In case something ever happens, I hope you guys are ready. Because if we're not ready, somebody else is going to get it.